this is <laughs> June the 17th, 2019. It is a Monday. I fuck knows when this will get put up, though. Like, I'm not even going to bother putting up the last one at this point. Well, think. I had an idea of what would be a good idea because you're away this, next week. Post that. You're away next week. As a filler. Post that one this week and then post, have this one set up so it posts. Oh, I see. Away. Right, I, okay. I, I, I mean, I guess, like, the movies we're going to talk about, they're all... None of them are like time sensitive this time around, are they? Like, not, there's not like any massive. Do we ever no, talk about anything which is time sensitive? Yeah, really? plus it doesn't really matter. There's no, there's no big ones. I mean, yeah. as we, as we, I, I as we imagine will, most people have realised by now the Dark Phoenix is rubbish. Yeah, as we will talk about, Dark <laughs> Phoenix is very much a fucking. That's going to be an, an interesting conversation because it's been long enough since we watched it that I've kind of forgotten what I liked about <laughs> it. And you were the only one that kind of liked it. Aye? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so this is Raptors in the Kitchen. I'm one of your hosts, Paco Rodriguez. I'm joined by Tommy Bass. Yeah. And Neil McCulloch. Yeah, Neil. Hey, so how's your week been? Oh, I think, uh, I don't think I'm the only one saying this, but it's been fucking exhausting. Yeah, it's been a total shite week. Yeah, yeah and I, I think just that is across the board. Everyone's just, everyone I spoke to just seems like they've had a shite or a week and I'm going on holiday on Wednesday and there's a bunch of folk I know that are going on holiday as well and they really can't wait. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've not had a shit week. I've actually had, like, I would say a pretty good week but I'm still at that point as well. Like, I've got five, four shifts left at work and man, are they fucking dragging in. Are the five, four shifts hard? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not really, man. Not really. Like, I finished, I don't know if I should be saying this on here, I'm pretty sure Whoa. none of the managers... Yeah, well, uh, you, 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 you were at your job doing the thing. No, well, I was <laughs> going to say, like, I, I finished uh, early a couple of times, so, like, me and Jack have taken to playing games of pool to make up the time, <laughs> and uh, so far I've beat him five games to none, but like, he hasn't won mm. a single a single game. Delivering them balls at the den pockets. That's right, man. <laughs> Special delivery. Uh, <laughs> One of the times he potted the black, he looked really unhappy about that. Well, that is the worst thing in pool. That is, it's yeah. like, I mean, losing's bad enough, but when you lose like that... It's your fucking heart breaks. I just assumed that because he's like it, a. It feels to me like it's a waste of a pound. When yeah, we, yeah, we continued playing though. Yeah. I mean, I think that's oh, like what most people do. Do I hate a waste of a pound? <laughs> so uh, on Friday, uh, I was at the Lauriston and uh, it was a couple of workmates and they were chatting away and like, yeah, let's put some let's put some tunes on. So we went and put the tunes on. And I said, right, cool. I'll, I'll go put some tunes on. Stuck a pound coin in and they're like, mate, the jukebox is free. Ah, so what? Could you not just press the button to get your money back? I tried, <laughs> <laughs> and needless to say, it ate it. And do you know what? I'm like, I like this pub and I like these people. I'm cool with that. I, t- you know, I'll think of it as in you yeah. lose, you lose a pound, like down the back of a couch or that, something. That, like that, you you gain some friendships along the way. That shows the evolution of Tommy Vass because see, maybe three, four years ago. You'd been up that bar. Uh, he that done. Pound back. He absolutely mm. would have done. Yeah, I'm, I've grown so much. You, you came a long way. <laughs> yeah, but the Lauriston's a, a banging pub. But talk about that's that was. Do you know it wasn't really a, a waste of a pound because it didn't bother me. But when that happens in pool, it does bother you. You're like shit. We just set this up and now you fucked the game. See though, because like all Jack does is like sit in the pub and watch football. Like even when he gets like time off, he just goes to Blackpool to then sit in a pub and watch football. That's an expensive. Day in the pub watching football. Think of the amount of people that spend hundreds of pounds to go to fucking Tenerife and Lanzarote to sit in an English park bar, eat yeah, fish yeah. and chips, 
and watch fucking football. He's a simple man. I, I know a few folk that do that. So like, be, being that like, his entire existence is like inside pubs, I figured that he would just be good at pool because like, that's the kind of... just You just assume... Because I'm, I'm, I'm not great at pool. Like we had the time we lived next to the the pool hall, the sports, sports bar, the sports cafe, yeah, on Tuggle Street. Cafe, yeah. And like uh, after a while, we got decent at pool. I would say because we were in there quite frequently. Yeah, we used to I like would never say I was that. good at it. Maybe he's a darts man. Oh, See, that's the thing, man, that really... I, I, I like the darts, but I'm shite at the darts. Yeah, shite at it. Whereas my, my stepdad, my brother, my cousin, they're all fucking brilliant at it, and I throw it like a fanny, and I'm like, I really want to be good at this, because I like watching the darts, and I'm just not good at this. Um, Yeah. But uh, you don't really see darts board, dart board, darts boards. Dart boards. There's one in the union... The Union Bar, the Union, is that what it's called? Yeah, it used to be called oh, the Merchant's Key. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you remember, you remember <laughs> when it was the Merchant's Key? And let's just say the place needed somewhat reno- somewhat yeah. renovated. There was the, the, the toilets, there was like a kind of... Across the road from the, the Quayside yeah. Bar on Pays Road West. Oh, fuck. Uh, in, yeah. the, in the corner of the, the pub, there's like a set of stairs leading up to the toilets, right? But like underneath that, there was like a kind of set of stairs leading down to a pool table and a dartboard. But like we were playing pool and like I felt something kind of dripping on my head and it was because like the fucking urinals are directly above the fucking pool oh. table and there's like a fucking hole in the ceiling where the, the piss is just coming through it onto the table. So the thing is, I remember being a couple of times in there with you and Balneve having a couple of pints and we're like, oh, I need to go to the toilet, I need to go to the toilet. So <laughs> a lot of time it's dripping, it's because one of us was up there having a pish. <laughs> Because like after it, like originally when we noticed it was happening, we didn't stop playing pool. We just, we just took a step back. Yeah, took a step back. I I don't stand there. Classy. And then sometimes if you forgot, yeah. you'd walk in front. Of you, oh, oh shit! For the, the trip. I oh, I need to clip my darts, my dick. It's like Davy Lou in Prague. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh god. Um. But yeah, my arms in Prague stays in Prague. Fun times. <laughs> um. What else? I uh, yeah. Lift a pound. Oh yeah, I, but don't get me wrong, man. Like, um, is that the highlight of your week? <laughs> uh, oh, can you speak to your therapist about it? No, I'm trying to think. Um, has, there, has there been any highlights to my week? No, it's been kind of. I mean, I went and watched a couple of films. Uh, I've been rewatching The Wire, which has been an absolute pleasure. Um, it's been ten years since I the only time I watched it and absolutely loved it. Really, ten years since you've watched that. Yeah, man. It's since I've only watched it once too, and I was like, always, I'll go back to, it, I'll go back to it. And then we were talking about it, and how you, oh, you can get an HD doing this, and I was like, fuck, you know, I really need to revisit that, give myself mm-hmm. something to do. And um, much like we were talking about, actually, the mic might have been going, or was it off air? Anyway, we were talking about how it's about getting into it and getting hooked yeah. back into it. And I mean, I'm, I'm there. Um, I fucking hell, I, I must have watched about eight hours of it yesterday. Are you still in season one? No, I'm midway through season three. Right. Um, but yeah, um, that yeah, that's probably the highlight of my. Has it aged well? It, I mean, don't get me wrong. Given the way it's filmed and things like that, and like the lighting and things like that, you can tell it's from a certain era. But yeah, in terms of the storytelling and the dialogue and the character development, absolutely. I think because with the wire, like the story that it's telling, it could be anywhere in the world mm. and still and still be relevant. Yeah, it doesn't like follow just like one kind of group of people, does it? Like it changes season to season. It's it's about 
like Baltimore. Like again, yeah, does, yeah. Like yeah. Some of them are about the police, but other ones are about like the fire department and stuff like that. Well, right? the first season is about the Barksdale case. The second season is about the docks. The third season is back to the Barksdale case, but it's also about the uh, politics and what's uh, the Barksdale case? It's Avon Barksdale. He's a he's a drug kingpin guy. Of, is this uh, in real life or is this no, in the wild? No, it's drama. It's sorry, yeah, it's all fiction. But yeah, that's the case. Um, Remember, you're talking to a guy who did not know what prohibition was. You know what crime is, though. Yeah, <laughs> loosely, I've, I've, I've dipped my toe in. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so that's what it is. It's basically about yeah. that. But it's not just the cops are the goodies and the baddies. It's not as black and white as that. It just basically talks about people as they are in this mm-hmm. scenario. Um, because so a lot was of, it the nineties it was made? No, late uh, early two thousands, two thousand two, I think it was, mm-hmm. and. Like Charlie Brooker did a special about it, uh, talking about how it is the best thing on TV, as did, and I had like Graham Linehan and a lot of other folk like commenting on how just well the characters are written, and he went around like Baltimore talking to folk who'd seen The Wire, and they're like, oh, what is The Wire to you? And he's like, oh, it's life, that is life in this area, that's how it's, that's how it is. But yeah, it's just, again, it's, it's not so, I don't think it really, it's, it, it does this really great thing where it's rather than cliche and stereotype things, it just kind of shows things as they are. And all the characters are really, really well written. Um, and the plot moves forward quite a bit. And like, you, like we're talking about, Paco, there's characters you'll see in season one, but they're not re- their story's not relevant till, say, season three or four. Um, Was this all planned? Yeah. yeah. David Simon uh, wrote it, who he also did Homicide Life in the Street. Um, he did Generation Kill. He did one after the wire called Tremé. Oh, Generation it, Kill. That's yeah. I remember people talking about that. Yeah, well. and he did. He did one recently about. Um, I think it's prostitution in New York in the seventies. Oh, is it the load? I can't remember what it's called, man. But again, I remember thinking after watching this, uh, I really should watch things like Generation Kill and Tremé. Tremé's good. I oh, did you watch it? Yeah. Cool. Watch. Generation Kill was the one that was like it followed like an army squadron or something to do with a helicopter, wasn't it? It's was like a helicopter yeah. squadron or some shit. Yeah, I've not seen it. Um but yeah, it's uh, Afghanistan set, yeah. Aye. Aye. Um but yeah, the guy the guy's an excellent writer. I mean I would say the either The Wire or West Wing are the best written T V dramas. Sorry, I I don't mean to interrupt, I just um looking at your page of notes. And it's just it's this weird things of oats, cocoa, nuts. That that <laughs> is the uh, ingredients of the fucking vegan meal prep for four days. That is the a uh, the breakfast for it. That's Paco's. You used to be cool, Paco. I was never cool, Neil, and I reveled in the fact that I wasn't cool mm-hmm. from an early age. Um. But yeah, that's probably that, and I got I, I watched the the Deadwood movie, which was good because it was closure on a TV series that I really enjoyed and was cancelled too soon. Yeah, I'm I was going to interject that to you. Okay, well we're on the subject here. By the way, I'm not a vegan. I just ate a steak. You can all calm down. He's lying. Nobody tweets us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with you on the Deadwood film. Yeah, um, um, it was a, it was a satisfying conclusion. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like a a last episode of a season. Yeah, a last chapter. Yeah. So that was yeah. So that was done again, very well. Um, but yeah, like I'm trying to think uh, anything else. It's yeah that, and I'm just looking forward to going up north for a wee bit. Nothing really planned. Well, Saturday. Get to see your niece. Yeah, uh, Saturday. It's uh, like 
guy I've known my whole life. It's his birthday, and um, Saturday we're going to have a laugh in Inverness, so I'm looking forward to that, but the weather's not supposed to be great, so Inverness. may have to mm-hmm. cancel that barbecue <laughs> and do something else. Uh, other than that, man... I'm then, sure you'll find that weather's been... Uh, well, probably, I'd imagine we'll probably go to Johnny Fox's or... Is that what the spoon is called, you? No, it's just... The, is that like just a guy? Uh, no, somebody, somebody's, somebody's house. <laughs> Johnny Fox's is the tends to be the pub a lot of folk flock to in Inverness. Right. Um, and there's a couple other ones that is are... Is that the one we were in? Uh, yes. No, no, it wasn't Johnny Fox's. I can't remember that one. Is um, it where all the youths hang out? I think it's just where everyone kind of hangs out. It just tends to be... It's a very well. It's like if you're out in Inverness, you'll end up in Johnny Fox's at some point. What because What is like the nightlife kind of culture of Inverness? Well, it's just again it's the same as Glasgow, but smaller. Smaller, yeah. Uh, is, there's, it, there's, is it like is it like a pub club type thing? Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Johnny Fox is like is like a music venue. It's kind of like. Uh, Are you sure that's not where we meet Jenny? Because that's we she met. Was, she was we, there for we, a gig. Yeah, we did meet is Jenny. It the Ironworks. The Ironworks is um, yeah. that's a venue. Um, Hootenannies as well. I think it's a venue. I've never been to any of the gigs there. But yeah, I remember, I can't, it wasn't, I don't, we might have, no, we might have had a drink where in Johnny Fox's, but we might have, I think we went to an hour pub afterwards as well. That was a long time ago. That was like 10 years as well. No, it was longer than that. Yeah, it would have been more than that. Yeah. I was living with DA at the time. Because that's when we were up in Ballantour and a, one of our ex-co-workers I phoned me for no reason. Any time I watched Days of Thunder, I, th- I think yeah. about that because it was I so random. I couldn't get her off the phone. It's, just like, it's not even something I knew well. Yeah. <laughs> That was strange. Yeah, really yeah Any time, any time I think about Days of Thunder, I was like that. I, I just remember that situation, thinking that was really fucking odd. Just phoned up and started like basically asking for life advice. Huh? When she's older than me, anyone I know. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Just dropping all the names just now. Yeah. But yeah. So like, I'm not even that close to her. Like just she phoned us in like, like twenty odd minutes. Uh, her asking me for advice, and I was like, "You're you've got like a kid, and you're all, older than also me. at that point." You would not be the person to ask for advice on those at, things. At this point, I'm still not that person, Neil. <laughs> um, like, I would have been, like, early 20s. Yeah. Odd. Yeah. So odd. Um, yeah, but that's that's been my week. What about you, Paco? I, I ran a 10k. That's it. That's, like, the only thing that Ooh, happened. Ooh, you're yeah. hard. <laughs> <laughs> you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, you did really well, man. I thought I was. I, I thought, don't need your approval, Tommy. I seen like I seen the time you did in under an hour, and I was like getting ready to come meet you and Danny. Sorry, meet uh, meet you and Danny, and I was like, shit, they've already finished. I just <laughs> strolled back from the bus stop back to the flat. <laughs> it was good. Like I was yeah. quite pl- kind of pleased with myself that I actually kept pace with Danny for as much of it as I did. Like I. Yeah, I stayed beside him up until about the six k mark, and then like halfway through a sentence, he just took off. <laughs> halfway through a sentence, that's what, brilliant. What did you say that pissed him off? No, it was just obviously <laughs> at that point, like he, he was kind of just. Was he trying to motivate you to maybe catch up with it to find out the rest of the conversation? No, I think it was like <laughs> as much. Why am I trailing this slow ass fat man? I don't think it was that at all. Man. Like as he said earlier on, like uh, we were kind of we were going at like his best pace <laughs> for most of it, but I think it was like I think he must have. Secretly, have expected to pick away from me like much sooner. Right. So, uh, well, when I, was, I, think, I think he made a conscious effort to to push it even harder. When, when we did go watch, me and him watched Diego Maradona in the cinema, and um, 
uh, the film, not the, the the gentleman who wasn't there. Um, <laughs> he did. I was like, Are "You just gonna keep up with Paco?" Funny tone. Uh, and he's like, "No, we've agreed that like you know for a while, but if I if I do, I'm just gonna go for it." And I says, "Oh, that's fair enough, man." Hmm. But how many he, minutes? He, he finished exactly two minutes before I did. Wow. Okay. That's not that much. It's quite a lot actually when you, when it comes down to it, though because like I mean the difference between the person who finished that race first and me wasn't a great deal like it was thirty three minutes was the yeah but pack off you're not first you're last so That's no matter right. what time yeah you and Danny come in yeah. it's, in, it's, it's true. irrelevant yeah. and there can't be two number ones because that'd be eleven that would be eleven <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with silver hey <laughs> uh, yeah there was that, like it was, was it was the men's ten k. But there was women there uh, that had fake moustaches on. That That's pretty I thought, good. I thought it was pretty good. No, I, I said Guaranteed there would have been some fucking butthurt guy there. Oh, like, this is a fucking yeah. men's race. It's like, yeah. I did say to Danny, I says, you raising money for anything? And he says, I've got 20 quid. I'm going to get the dog shelter where I got Shadow, his oh, yeah. old dog. And I says, man, that's really cool. He was raging though. Okay, the, I told me. He, he uh, put, he put like 20, put, 20 teachers in his uh, school hmm. and only four of them actually donated when like the rest of them, like he's like gave them all money for like birthdays, weddings, engagements, like birthdays, leaving do's, everything. You know, like, they, never, they never bought it there. Who'd you raise money for, Pax? Nobody. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Like, I didn't do it for charity. I paid my entry fee, and I and that was what it. What was your entry fee? Thirty quid because we registered pretty late on. All right. What charity does that go? To? I'm guessing, like the men's ten k charity. Superb. I don't know. The t-shirt just says positive, positive men. mentality on it. Cancer Research UT. There you, there you go. There you go. Superb. Ah, well, that's cool. Um, well, well, do you know what was good? Like, uh, getting to the 8k mark and seeing just the sheer amount of folk that had to stop, uh, even like total buff folk who probably spend like all their time in the gym, and I just breezed past them. That was good. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> quite, <laughs> Fair a, quite a lot, quite arrogant there, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like, I mean, think about it though, man. Like, just somebody who fucking looks like they do nothing but work out with all I mean, I know it's time. not it's, it's like you it's, run past it's, them like that. <laughs> Wanker. Yeah, but how good's our cardio? They might be obviously not yeah. as good as mine, you know, and that's the point I'm driving home. It's mm. all I've got. <laughs> uh. I mean, sure. Like if it comes to them like watching me try to open a, a jam jar, they can laugh all they want, man, but like I'll I'll run faster than them for longer. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Just imagine if folk running would try to open a jam jar. <laughs> like that'd be a, that'd be the new tanky. The Jam Jar 10k. Uh, what else have you been up to? Not much. Watching Sweet. Parks and Rec, watching a lot of anime, playing video games. The usual. Mm. Exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. As I said, Beat man. Jacket Pool. Did I mention yeah, that already? Yeah. 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 Uh, Five about, times. <laughs> hope you're listening, Jack. Aye, what? He thinks this is radio. He asks, <laughs> he asks me if we're recording the radio show. To him, it is radio. Uh, I often describe this as I do an internet radio show because a lot of people don't understand what podcast. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I find, I find it's, it's, it's the same cobs. It's yeah. the same concept. I find it? it amazing in 2019 that, that people don't yeah. still. Don't I mean, I, I guess like this is just like this is to radio what Netflix is to regular TV. Yeah, right. right. Mm. And just as high quality. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we're going to see if Neil can do the episode without the sense of smell. 
Jeez. Uh, what have you been up to now? That's every week. <laughs> Fair enough. Are you a nosy? Um, I my sense of smell. Since starting on all the medications that I'm on, my sense of smell has deteriorated quite a lot. Right. Like I'm, I wing it quite a lot in terms of. Has that? You're a chef your, as well. Your sense of taste as well. Then? No, my sense of taste is fine. Um, so that old uh, kind of rumor about like you know you you kind of most of the taste is like just from your I don't know something to do with smelling it. I I, right, okay. I haven't noticed a, my sense of taste going, but my sense of smell is it needs to be a powerful smell for me to actually smell it. Right. Like for instance, like I come round here. Hey, what you try to see? <laughs> I'll smoke a joint at the window. Right. Tommy will go. That's, that's really yeah, powerful we'd know yeah. I can't really smell it but I mean how much of that though is just that you're so used to smelling oh okay that's probably an amount of that yeah. whereas like we don't smoke it or whatever yeah. so like as soon as we smell it it's like yeah, mega obvious possibly yeah. but even I know. I, no but there, there is like <laughs> stuff like um, yeah my sense of smell isn't great no, it used to be quite good but it's not anymore well should we not too uh, I thought I'd cancer in my nose which was an interesting one this week. Wait, hold on. Let's walk that back a bit. Take us through it. How did you come to that conclusion? And how did you find right. out it wasn't true? Uh, well, I haven't found out that it's not true yet. Right. Um, so the old possible stolen cancer nose. So, in my left nostril, there's a wee thing just at the bottom, which is probably, I've probably picked a hair or something uh-huh. like that, and it's kind of scabbed. But it's been like that now for... A couple of weeks. It's depot cancer. And my dad... Right. A known medical professional. No, no. Had a cancerous lump in his nose, which All he right, had okay. removed. Like, I don't know if you've ever noticed my dad. Next time you see my dad, look at his the right side of his nose, and you'll see it's kind of it's got a kind of gap that's held together by a slight thread. So he had to have that removed. So I've had a couple of days of going, oh, I've cancer my nose, I've cancer my nose. How I'll long? give it another week. Right, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, how long before you decide to actually do something about it? Problem is, though, I keep... It's always there. And I keep going, eh, stick my finger in to see if it's still there. I'm kind of trying not to helping. sleep off, which isn't helping. Uh. So, yeah. So that was a weird week, weird start to the week. For Has it seeped at all? Nah. Or, I don't know. Right. I haven't noticed it. Uh, so I had that. Work's been shite. Uh, <laughs> well, it's been okay. It's... It's been very, very busy. Yeah, work's been rough. But, fuck it, we've ploughed through. Um, uh, what else have I done? I had two days off. I had Thursday, Friday off. Uh, and I spent Thursday in my bed watching like 13 episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and random stuff on YouTube. Played a, bit, played a lot more of <coughs> Spider-Man on PS4. Uh, I'm now kind of into it right um, I've heard that like all the kind of parts in it where you're not Spider-Man are shit they're not they're not shit they're just they kind of break up the flow a wee bit uh, I can understand why they've done them because the, the story that they're telling it's actually it works well for that but it's just they're all stealth kind of stuff mm. so it doesn't really it's not really what you're in that game for um, it took me a while to get into it because um, I didn't technically enjoy the movement but right. um, I've got to a point now where I've got the movement down 
and they've got the combat down and because of that and it all kind of flows together well like um just kind of swinging about the city is now a very enjoyable thing cool yeah. did you play a uh, spider-man 2 on the ps2 oh, years, like years, and years ago yeah but i can i can see why people would make that comparison when I seen the trailer for this one, that's the first game I thought of because I, I fucking love that. I game think you, you'd really, enjoy, I think you'd really like it, Tommy. Yeah, like because you like the like you like the Arkham games, uh-huh. and it's very similar and kind of set up. Yeah, like um, I remember like seeing it and just being dead impressed with, but it just instantly bought it brought back memories of yeah. uh, Spider Man Two and the PlayStation, yeah. which probably looks terrible now, but will guarantee have a, a special place in my heart. Yeah. Hey, that JoJo's. Oh, how are you how are you finding that now? Man? Have, have you that got rent, that have, ramped up a fucking fair yeah, bit in the past couple of episodes? Like, have you got to Egypt yet? They just they just got, just to, got Egypt. to Egypt in the last. So episode. they've escaped the submarine. No, not yet. No. So maybe they haven't landed. Right, Egypt yet. So I thought know. I thought right, they okay. had got to Egypt. Uh, are they in the submarine? No, the episode I just watched is the one where a Pontarif Pontarif Pontarif. What's his Pontarif. name? Pontereff, like uh, he gets three wishes from a genie called. Oh. <laughs> called oh, what the fuck was that thing? Oh, um, it's not justice. It starts with a C. Uh, no, it's, it is. It's the justice stand, but like yeah. the thing is called something else. It starts with a C. Justice. Justice. <laughs> but yeah, oh, okay. So like we spoke about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure couple, and the one that we haven't posted, yeah. right? Where like I'd kind of watched most of season two, and a bit to try and catch back up to where you're at with it, man. And it, it, it fucking goes it places. Goes, it does not. <laughs> yeah. So there's like this bit in it where uh, one of them falls asleep, and the person who was coming up with the story that day must have been watching the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Mm. No, Nightmare on Elm Street. Sorry, movies. Because that, like, that's something that does really well, and that it just uh, it's, it's not the same. Like, every episode kind of follows a different genre of yeah, storytelling. Yeah, so, yeah. So you've got like your noir stuff. You've yeah. got like episodes that feel like the X Files and stuff. And this one was like absolutely like Nightmare on Elm Street. So yeah. it's like the guy falls asleep, and uh, he's on like a Ferris wheel in this like really weirdly coloured uh, funfair place, like a theme park place. And uh, there's like a little dog beside him, and he starts like petting the dog. Then out of nowhere, like this kind of fucking horrible clown thing with a gigantic scythe, like slashes the dog through the face, yeah. and like you see its eyeballs just like bugging as it kind of sitting whining. And it's like, what the fuck is going on here? This is like grim as fuck. And then uh, he gets like kind of slightly cut, but he gets woken up. And then uh, he's like, oh man, that was like a, a crazy dream. And then he goes outside and sees like a dog lying there with like a big hole in his face. Yeah. It's like this is fucking weird. And then like. I didn't really expect it to get much more out there than that. Okay. But, like, it introduces this kind of what looks to be a vampire baby, like an 11 month old baby, uh, who they show you it getting its nappy changed a few times. Like, they've drawn its little baby dick and its turds and stuff. Uh, and then, like, that baby turns out to be fucking evil. Um, and it's the one that's, like, in charge of, like, the, yeah, the, 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 world. the clown scythe yeah. thing. And uh, yeah, it's just a fucking weird episode that ends with uh, them force feeding the baby its own shit <laughs> for laughs. I, I still Jojo's th- Bizarre Adventure definitely lives up to its name. I, I one of the funniest things I found like I I sat and watched like it was like twelve maybe thirteen episodes as I progressively get stoner and stoner to the point where I was at that point where it's like okay. If I watch these thirteen episodes, that takes me to the halfway mark of this season. Yeah, that's which is like forty odd. I think yeah, it's like, it's like forty-four, like 44. episodes. 
Uh, How, like, why the fucking 44 episodes in a season? What? Because yeah. it's like the first half is them getting to Egypt and then the second half is them in Egypt. So I thought, right, I'll get to a point where they get to Egypt. But see, just as I was kind of getting stoned there and getting closer to that kind of point, it was like, I'm not struggling, but what the fuck is going on in this? Well, I mean, I, watched, the thing, it, the I thing, watched it entirely sober and yeah. I felt the fucking same way. Like. The thing that kind of it didn't break me, but I just kind of went, what the fuck am I watching? Was the they're in Pakistan. Yeah. And Joseph Joestar uh, goes to buy kebabs. Yeah. And because it's Japanese anime, they, have to, they explain what a kebab is. They explain what haggling is. Then they explain what haggling yeah. is. And it's totally this, oh, this is some weird cultural thing that Japanese people will not know. So they, they, they describe the explanation they, they, for they the describe, next five minutes. They describe kebabs as the hamburgers of the East. <laughs> Accurate. And I was just like, what? Okay, right. This was also like, was it like the early 90s or something that this was made though? Because like, uh, Jojo started in the 80s, didn't it? The, like the, the manga. The manga, the manga did, did, yeah. So... I, mean, I, I think, no, I think this is 2000. Is it? Yeah, because they're only up to... Yeah, but it's based on the stuff that was made back yeah, then. Yeah, all right, yeah. 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 It is yeah. fucking weird, though. But that, that, like, yeah, Joseph as well is now, like... She was always, like, a kind of goofy figure in season two. Yeah. But now that he's, like, the side character, because Jotaro's, like, the main one, they've just turned him into a total goofball yeah. as well, where, like, so much of this just, like, reaction shots, I'm saying, like, oh, oh no! no! Or, oh, my God! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! <laughs> oh, my God! It's really good, Tommy. It it's, is. It's really, really good. Like, though, I would also say it's an acquired taste. Mm. It's a fucking weird TV <laughs> show. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'm really into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> I'm like, kind of really interested to see where it goes after this, though, because I know that like the the newest JoJo's a, a woman. Um, in the manga or on in the, in the ca- cartoon. All right, have they, have they started that one yeah, already? Yeah. See, I didn't know if they were up to that. I think it's like season five or something. On to five. See, I, I kind of wanted to see where it's going because apparently the manga, uh, the seventh, what would be the seventh season, is supposedly absolutely amazing. Right. And I want to know where that goes. To I the did. Point I, where I, I, I spoiled I might it. Start back the mangas. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not a fan <laughs> of that sort of stuff. I did ruin it a wee bit for myself. I like I read one of the synopsis for one of the last seasons, and saw who, who a potential villain is. Is it the Diavolo one? I don't know what the name is, but they like mentioned somebody else. I uh, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> don't want to ruin it for you know the avid JoJo listeners <laughs> of this podcast. How many people do you think have tuned out already? No, Tommy for one. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I continue watching One Punch Man. Continues to be excellent. I, I'm just waiting for that to finish. No, that was all. Attack on Titan has had <clears throat> its first episode where my reaction to it was. Oh no, is this going to end up being shit? Was uh, that the one I was here for? No, or it's the one, the, one, the one after that. Where like now it just seems to be getting convoluted and getting just ahead of itself in ways that I don't think are going right. to pay off well. But like everything up to this point has been amazingly well kind of handled. So I'm still kind of optimistic. But there's the the trapping here of it just being like a a total like fucking end a Game of Thrones end a lost effort where like after it being so fucking good for so long it's just gonna f- 
fell out towards the end. Are they all in a VR nightmare? <laughs> no. But they've like Are they've, you sure? they've they've <laughs> showed you like where where the walled city is in the world. Right. Which is something that was like there was always like a mystery to it beforehand because like the the people who are in the city are all kinda either German or Japanese. Uh, and you just never quite knew. So like people just assumed it was mainland Europe. Mm-hmm. But like where they could have shown it to be now is kinda like it's not that. And uh, the implications that go along with it where like the Titans just like we were always led to believe that the Titans covered the entire planet. Mm-hmm. And now that doesn't really seem to be the case either. And uh, everything just seems a lot less <clears throat> grand than right. it was before, which is kind of possibly disappointing, but we'll see. Mm. I'm, I'm getting anxious, because that is a fucking <clears throat> absolutely brilliant TV show as well. You should watch that after you've done with JoJo's. Mm. So, Sweet. Uh, you want to talk about Maradona or whatever? <laughs> Turn she played a gig recently. True. Have you watched any of the Women's World Cup, Tommy? I haven't, mate. No, but I've, uh, I've been told it's been really good. It's been, it's been, it's been pretty good. Uh, it's see compared to watching men's football. Well, see all the stuff you absolutely hate about men's football, like the whole which is everything, like, absolutely okay. everything. But like the whole kind of diving, play acting, all that kind of stuff. You, kind don't, of, get, you don't get a lot of that. You don't, shit. you don't really get that. No, it's, you don't get it's that. kind of how much of that though is because like they are trying to prove that. They can be serious oh, yeah, because like, so many people are just going to be dismissive. Yeah, there probably is that they want to be taken seriously, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of it's been kind of refreshing because of it, though. I hear though that like they are better than the the Scottish men's team in comparison. Yeah, that would be oh, hard. Yeah, absolutely. They've done really well, like uh, in past journeys, and I think um, this is this is the first World Cup. It's the first World Cup, man. but I think there was like the it was European Championships have had that as well. Yeah, yeah, but the it's just great because again, something that you just get disgruntled at being a football fan is the amount of bullshit that comes with it like yeah. fucking play acting time wasting shit like that and the lassies like if they get swiped and there's no whistle they just get back the fuck up right. and run after the ball and I'm like man that's the way it, it, all football should be is that the way football used to be yes yeah, yeah. absolutely Um, but yeah uh, no I've not seen any of it man but um, I've been told it's really good Um, what I did see was a trailer for a sequel that nobody really asked for. Oh, right, I thought you were about to talk about Maradona. <laughs> but, no. Oh, okay. this what is it? Something like Mr. Glass or something, what was it called? Doctor Mr. Sleep. Doctor Mi- Sleep. Mr. Glass yeah, is yeah. big uh, Sam Jackson, in, uh, or is it Elijah Price, his name is in well, Unbreakable. Yeah. Doctor Sleep is the sequel to... Leave him. Uh, it doesn't have the same name. It doesn't even sound like it would be the same franchise. Mm-hmm. It is... No... I can't, I can't it remember. is, man. It's not not the film. Nah. <laughs> what is it? I'd watch a film. I'd watch a film called Shining. Nah. That's it. Yeah. Um, but I think Stephen. This is an actual Stephen King did actually write. A yeah, there, book there, is, to, there is a book. Yeah. yeah. And it's the, the sequel to the film that no one wanted. So this is like it follows the kid. Danny Torrance's. Um, he's a grown up. He's a grown up. He's still kind of haunted by what happened. Um, and he meets other folk that can shine, and it looks as if it's a kind of dark, <clears throat> almost superhero kind of like movie from what I've read in the description. Um, I, I think I have a vague memory of being on this show ages and ages ago and reading out the Wikipedia synopsis for this. I mm. think when this was announced, mm. and 
It was absolutely ridiculous. Now that you mention it, actually, I think I can mm. kind of remember that. It's as well. something. It's like it's like uh, a super a supernatural super villain team stealing like souls of children. It's something like that. Like that. It's, it was kind of weird. If I it's very much. Does uh, it tie in with that Firestar one? No, no, no. It's, it's very it's much very much <clears throat> Yeah, and it's very much a sidestep to what The Shining, well, Kubrick's well, movie is. And yeah, it depends on the whose book. version of The Shining you're talking about. Yeah, um, it's got Ewan McGregor in it, um, which again, well, okay, this is who's directing? Uh, the gentleman that produced and directed the Netflix series The Haunting of Hill House, which I actually kind of enjoyed. He also okay. directed. Uh, Ger- that was alright. Also uh, directed Gerald's Game, which was again yeah, our Stephen King adaptation. Right, Gerald Butler. It's about Gerald Butler and the three. His name is Gerald Butler, the one. Yeah, that's Butler, right. Yeah. And how he has to stop Escape everything Daisy. from falling. That was the other trailer I saw. Was, yeah, uh, Angel, Angel has, has fallen. fallen. Yeah. What? What is this a third? Yeah. yeah. I still haven't seen London has fallen, but this is Angel London has fallen. London has fallen's alright. It does what it. What does it go to heaven? Is there a terrorist attack in heaven? There's a terrorist attack in heaven, and then what happens is um, <clears throat> all religions have to band together to stop the real. Uh, Evil. Is Gerard Butler or Jesus in this franchise? No, it's Los Angeles has fallen. Oh <laughs> man, I liked our one better. Yeah, I know. I've totally voiced that. I, I remember when it was like, like Angels has fallen, and I was like, if this is about Angels and Gerard Butler, I'm absolutely no, on board with this. See, see, everyone is it just not Legion? Oh, yep, it is with uh, Paul Bettany. <laughs> That film was rubbish. It certainly was. As was Priest, the other Paul Bettany effort that was kind of. I think I watched about twenty minutes of Priest and. Was that a manga, or was that a graphic? Or sorry, I I think it was. I think it was an anime. I think it was based on an anime. It certainly looked like it anyway. I just this conversation is making me have flashbacks to when I was a teenager and thought I had like the fucking best idea for a. A, a movie ever go on where <laughs> it was like all to do with like a, the the whole kind of battle between the angels and demons and stuff like that right but like they were on was Earth. it an antimatter bomb no man it's not it's not angels and demons in the movie with oh. you and McGregor unfortunately is it just a prophecy <clears throat> What's, explain the plot of the prophecy no no explain yours first and no, so I'll tell you. basically like a, there was demons on earth it's the prophecy <laughs> demons on earth who, like, they are losing the fight with the angels in heaven, kind right. of thing, right? But, like, uh, in order to try and kind of bolster their numbers, they need to try and convert humans uh, to, like, be sinful so that they'll all go to hell so that, that, like, when they die, like, the demons will have, like, a bigger army so it's, like, people up here Is on Earth. Is that just that episode of South Park? Is with that... A, with a wee bit of dog in there as well? No. No, what? forget that. Yeah, but that's, that's what it was going to be. It was going to be, like, they, they eventually managed to, like, convert, like, an entire football stadium worth of people into, like demons and then like they all die in like a big terrorist explosion and then like that kind of sways the balance between the angels and the demons and the the afterlife uh, when, I, as a teenager i was like man that's a fucking great idea for a story I, your core concept i think has been done a good couple of times i would not doubt it media. i'm fairly sure like some of what you're talking about um is about in, in the new the recent amazon prime tv show good omens where uh, David Tennant is a demon. I mean, that, with that Michael whole... Sheen, I think, is an angel, but they have to work together because that's nothing like what I just said. There's yeah, going to be an that apocalypse. Zero that's the opposite. What, <laughs> what I'm talking about is like manipulating humans in like some kind of proxy war thing. All right, all right, okay. Uh, but I also remember thinking that the demons were the good guys. 
Just well, because religion's terrible. It is indeed. Religion is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't plan on Especially watching Especially that Romans. Christianity. Oh. That's the worst of them. Well, let's not, <laughs> let's not, you know. Uh, Angel has fallen. It's up there. Angel has fallen. Looks exactly. It's at least, it's at least top three. <laughs> it looks exactly what you think it looks like. Oh yeah, I, I expect nothing from that film, and therefore we'll probably go. That was alright. Yeah, I'll sit and watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep. Oh God, I'll tell you what. I seen the, the worst one being Scientology. By the way, in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we're going to blur the lines here of what is a religion now. Um, uh, oh, I can't remember the title of it, but it's Dave Batista. Oh, is that and Stuber? A, I, and a yeah. guy. I, I remember, yeah, I remember texting you in the cinema going, I've now seen this trailer twice within the space of two hours. It looks shite. How is that getting a fucking cinema release? I know, that is a f- absolute straight to fuck. That's like video on demand. Or video that, on is, demand. that is fucking Amazon Prime to the max. It's, it's not. It's not even Netflix. It's garbage. I remember, do you, but do you not remember? Was that a few weeks ago? Or no? It was before Mania when. Uh, no, they advertised it during Mania. Aye, that's what it was. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that, so there's Dave putting that film. In. So what is this? Uh, Dave Batista goes in an Uber and. Is it Camille Nan? I want to say Camille Nanjiani. But is that am I thinking of Shireen Nanjiani? Is Camille something? He's a, Camille ca- ends something. Ca- comedic actor. I've not got my phone on me, so over there, yeah. I can go and get it. On you go. Uh, I mean, he's getting up, man. Right. No, fuck. He was in a film that. Is he the guy? Worked. Did you play? Master he's in. He's in Silicon Valley. Did you play Mass Effect Andromeda? No, because I think he's in that. Like when the name sounds familiar. Yeah, he yeah, is. He's, in, he's, he's like, in that. He's yeah. one of the Silurians, and yeah, it? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Again, he was in a fucking film that Craddock really loved, and it was getting it's like a wee, the big sick. Or that's something it. Like that. That's yeah. it. He's in that, and because I remember Craddock said it was great, and so it was we've got everything except his name. So Craig, basically, he's an Uber driver, Camille, and it definitely begins with an N. Yeah, right. And and Dave Batista, and Dave Batista's a cop who gets into the gentleman's Uber, and action and All right, so some on. hilarity ensues. I feel like this has been done in something else. Yeah, Deadpool. <laughs> it's it's a no. I was gonna say imagine co- imagine Collateral was a comedy. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Do you know what it was actually Collateral? I was thinking of. Yeah. So well done, Tommy. <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah it's Collateral was a comedy. Yeah. But yeah, it looks fucking guff, and I can't believe it's getting a cinematic release either. Yeah, I was, I was baffled at how. how Crap, it looks. I mean, didn't the Marine get a cinematic release? If it did, it was in that cinema for a week. I seem to remember movie posters for that. I don't remember that again. What was the other one actually? Uh, 12 Rounds with John Cena. Aiden Gillen is the villain. Is that the one where the poster was like him falling at a building or something? I think so, yeah. And then they did 12 Rounds too. With Randy Arden. Why why would they not call it 24 Rounds? Well, the other thing was... (laughs) what 13 rounds and it's not I mean like like going back to the traditional you know sequel stuff like imagine they got to like the 5th or the 6th one no it's like 48 hours another 48 hours stakeout another stakeout it's about how many bullets is in a clip aye okay yeah I guess you couldn't really get 20 an extended mag you know 24 rounds 12 rounds there you go 12 rounds extended mag there you go surely that's the DVD release why not, man? What, 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 what are we up to now? <laughs> the old 12 rounds franchise 3? No, 5? No, no, that's the Marine. That's the Marine, that's the marine now. 
Insect. The main was the one that Robert Patrick was in, right? Probably. Maybe. Was uh, he, not, like, he was either the bad guy or he was John Cena's dad. It was one of the two. That is exactly the only characters he could play in that <laughs> film. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I, I don't I don't mind seeing the, the original Arpats uh, collecting that cash. Um, I don't know. Do you know what was the last fucking thing I seen him in, man? I can't think. No, no he's in Walk the Line as Johnny Cash's dad, was, but he's uh, been in something more yeah, recent yeah, than that. He's, was, he's, he's in definitely Italy. played like an old dad in, in something relatively yeah. recently. Yeah, fuck, but he, Jesus, what was it? Or was he not in a Mel Gibson film uh, where he played his pal? Of course he did. Did he die? Was oh, he I don't, no, I, I, I remember seeing the trailer for it. It wasn't Bloodfather, no. Oh, fuck, I don't know. But anyway... Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> um, aye, so I seen the trailer for that and it looked gash. Um, but yeah, let's talk about. Well, I think the oldest film that we haven't talked about yet. Um, no, we'll leave that one to last. Right. Well, Neil, you watched Endgame again. Oh, okay. Uh, do you so, have anything to say about Endgame? Uh, I kind of do. Um, but first of all, uh, I started the day. Uh, I went to see Endgame again with the clear plan of I was going to go to the hustle I was going to go to Booksmart and I was going to go to Ma and it was all timed and then I was going to come here and record the episode and it was all timed I was going out of one going straight into another coming out of that going straight into another that was the plan <clears throat> so uh, I went to see the hustle which is at ten o'clock in the morning. Who's in that? Uh, the hustle is um, a remake of the nineties film Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, right? Which was originally Steve, Steve Martin and, and Michael, Michael Caine. Caine. Uh, this is a modern update that stars uh, hold on, Steve hold on. Martin and Michael Caine, <laughs> Martin Lawrence, and who could be a Michael Caine stand-in these days? Right, so right, you're okay, so, of, so you're wrong. Right, what I'm going to say, <laughs> what I'm going to say is, that's the 2016 version of this. Right, this is 2019. So let's have Kevin Hart. <laughs> you're thinking yeah. of the wrong yeah. gender. So it's Anne Hathaway oh, and Melissa okay. uh, oh, McCarthy. No, but the Australian Melissa McCarthy. Uh, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Um. God, can you imagine? As soon as I see that, was your legacy? Is the Australian Melissa McCarthy? Oh. Uh, to, to be fair, Melissa McCarthy, I mean, you've seen that film with her and Richard E. Grant. She's but, branching yeah. out. Yeah. See, no, she's, well, and she's all right in St. Vincent as well. Melissa also, McCarthy has some yeah, good work. Yeah, yeah. She does. She does. And she didn't have for a fucking long yeah. time. Yeah, she she's, very, she's, got, she's got that. Sean Spicer, she's, she's, a, a, SNL uh, stuff as well as X. And she's got that new one coming out with her and. Oh, who is it? I never in a million they years played. thought I would fucking soften my my kind of thoughts on Melissa McCarthy. I fucking hated uh, her for a long time. And is it, is it not like wives taking revenge? Is it not like uh, it, uh, it's, it's a crime? It's a crime film. Because I was thinking, uh, is it just set not, in seventies? Yeah, I was like, is this not just the seventies widows? Um, well, it's based on a comic book, if I remember correctly. Oh, uh, I'll tell you exactly what that is. It is. Um, Can you ever forgive me? No, that's the film that I saw. For it's uh, for, the, the kitchen. Yeah, for the for the audiences. Uh, oh, uh, Neil got up and went and got his phone. Yeah, I went and got my phone. <laughs> uh, it's Elizabeth Moss and Tiffany Haddish and Domino Gleeson or something like that. 
okay. Something and, some uh, decent effort. Common. Of course. Who's in everything these and days. And might be doing the Oscar nominated soundtrack, probably. Uh, so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, The Hustle. Yeah, that's what I said. The Hustle is um, it's about two con women. Um, who one of them is kind of classy, kind of uh, very, very, very kind of suave, sophisticated. So Rebel Wilson, I. Uh, <laughs> uh, and she's played by Anne Hathaway, uh-huh. uh, as you would expect. Um, so the exact same character she was in Ocean's Eight. Do you know what she? She has practically that same character. Uh, apart from she does an English accent in this, which oh, I'm no, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to this. Oh, I'm gonna get to this. Oh, I have oh, thoughts oh. on this. Well, she was in One Fine Day, which again she did the old English accent, and I remember folk not being too impressed. Carry on. I, I don't know. I'm not, I can't remember if I saw that. Um, so Rebel Wilson, uh, she is the Steve Martin role in this, uh, the kind of common uncouth, uh, kind of <clears throat> very. Uh, disaster prone type thing but still manages to kind of she's the low rent one mm-hmm. so it's high end <clears> low rent <throat> uh, and the whole thing set in the south of France on the Riviera where uh, Raymond Wilson finds out that that's where all the rich people are Mott moves in uh, Anne Hathaway's like oh I can't have this other person in my territory because it'll screw up her game uh, so she to kind of get rid of Rebel Wilson takes her under her wing uh, and kind of screws her out of cash to try and push things forward to kind of push her out the door uh, they choose the thing um, Rebel Wilson takes a hump they choose a mark and it's then becomes a challenge the person who can get this guy to hand over cash is the winner and the other person has to leave type thing so, as you would expect, hilarity ensues. Does it, though? No. Right. It really doesn't. The trailer looked shit. It, it looked formulaic, predictable. It, it's, it's formulaic <clears> in the <throat> sense that they even kind of do a lot of the same <clears throat> stuff that was in Dirty Rotten Scandals. Do you and like it, Dirty Rotten Scandals? Yeah, Scandals? I like that film. It's a funny movie. Uh, have you seen it, Pago? I don't think so. Uh, well, there's a scene which I also thought they wouldn't do. Oh, uh, I think I know where you're going uh, with this the, one. The Ruprecht stuff. Really? What's right, that, okay. That? In the original Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, um, the Steve Martin's a kind of... He's the Rebel Wilson. Uh, Michael Caine's Anne Hathaway. So Michael Caine's trying to uh, con this woman out of all her money and stuff like that. And it's a, a plan which involves getting her to marry him. Right. But... Uh, getting all the cash and like the jewels and stuff like that and then <clears throat> as as that transfers happen he then introduces him to his brother Ruprek who is Steve Martin playing a mentally challenged right. character which in the 90s you could still get away with that um, in this version they do the same thing it's called the Lord of the Rings thing where they're getting all these rich guys to come in, hand over really expensive wedding rings and then she gets introduced to uh, um, the, see this is where also the English accent comes into play mm. in this setup, uh, Anne Hathaway's character is playing uh, British royalty but really far down the line so right, nobody right, would right. ever look Aye. Uh, 
So once the ring's handed over, they then introduce her to the sister, who is Rebel Wilson playing a mentally challenged, um, kind of gross out kind of character. It's just 2019 though, so it's right. all done, you know, with like <clears throat> respect for mental health in mind. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's how that plays out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's. Yeah, so it's as bad as it's rough. as bad as it sounds. Yeah, it kind of is, to be honest. It kind <clears> of is. Um, so yeah, it's it's utter garbage. Um, and <clears throat> the the worst part of it is that some bits of it where I actually laughed, and I thought, oh, that's quite funny. And Anne Hathaway's English accent is so over the top posh that. At some point, I was expecting the character to break, and you would get, she would go to an American accent, and mm-hmm. it'd be fine. To the point where they actually make a joke about it. Um, look, she's having this fight with uh, Rebel Wilson, and she's going on about how she's a suck up cow, and uh, she should just drop the accent because everybody knows she's from Wisconsin, which I thought would be the point where it gets dropped, but it never gets dropped. <coughs> However, if you remember Ocean's 8 and Anne Hathaway's performance in that, I thought it was alright. I quite liked it. Uh, and to a certain degree, I kind of am into Anne Hathaway's doesn't really give a fuck attitude out now about roles she picks. Because, like, see how, see the way she tore up scenery in uh, Serenity? Oh, aye. This is a mixture of that with the kind of aloof kind of conceitedness of uh, Ocean's 8 just kind of mashed together. See if it, see if this was actually a, a decent film with a good script. It probably would, She probably would have been really, really good in it. Mm. But instead she seems wasted. Mm. Like this now, it just feels like they've let her do what she wants in terms of building the character. But as long as as long as she looks good in the dress that they put on her, mm. it's as if they didn't care what what happens after that. Yeah, they didn't direct or they didn't like, rein it in. They didn't like you know give it a focus. No, it's yeah. it's it's very much high camp. Right. Okay. Uh, Serenity. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's Serenity, but I actually think I enjoyed, I enjoyed Serenity more. Wow. Um, okay. It's directed by Chris Addison. Who you may know as no, I thought it's multi-directional, Paco. I should be able to pick it up from this angle. Yeah, talking it's multi-directional when you're talking at it, but you're talking uh, to Tommy past it. Right, okay, so it's not picking up on both sides, then. Is that what no, you're it to? is, but like, I just right. won't sound right. So Chris Adson, British comedian who you'll know from oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. shit panel shows. shows yeah yeah yeah, yeah I know you're talking. He directed it. Uh, what? How did he score this? Fuck knows, and you can. You can tell it's it's really amateurish. It looks rubbish. <coughs> yeah, that's uh, there's there's a segment where uh, the introduce these three total bruiser kind of kind of supposedly like real housewives of Essex. Who I get the feeling you're supposed to know who these people are because it feels like this is a cameo. But I've got fucking no idea who they are. They were just three scumbag English bugs. Could like, they Essex. actually have been from like? Is yeah, it, what the fuck is it called? Is it called this is Essex or whatever? Yeah, they're probably actually yeah they're probably from something like that. Mm. But because I'm not a scumbag and don't watch these kind of shows, <laughs> well, that's <laughs> not you know 
You still a scumbag, Neil. <laughs> okay. okay, I hold my hands up to that, but I don't watch the right. only way is Essex. Um, so, yeah, and it, it follows very much the same plot where they eventually get screwed over by somebody else who a then. Third party who didn't know about. There's a third party who didn't know about who then comes back and is like, all right. Now we can all be pals and all. Is it a surprise? Cam is like, oh, oh, it's Kate Blanchett or something like that. No, it's if you've seen that. If you've seen the original, you know right. who it will be within the confines of the story. I don't know if they changed it or whatever. No, it's okay. it's still very much. A, oh. it, it, it's very much that film just done very badly. Does Steve Martin carry in it? No, there's no one from the original. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> I left that. Still had an hour before Booksmart. However, I actually, I felt rough coming out of that and that kind of, mm. I need to kind of wash this out of my mind. Um, so the only thing that was starting was Avengers Endgame. Mm. <laughs> and this was the second time that I've seen it. And it was just as brutal. Mm. Like I, I came over here afterwards yeah, yeah. and still had that kind of sense of kind of shell shock. Mm. I thought... Um, I think I enjoyed it more the second time. Mm. Uh, the really brutal kind of emotional bits, see, because I knew they were coming, I think still hit, hit me that wee bit harder. Like, I mm. proper cried four times wow. throughout it. fuck. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's a great film. Mm. Um, yeah, should all go and watch it again. Mm. Cool. Is it still in the cinema? No. Yeah. Well, that that was another thing that really surprised me. Is like, it was like twelve twelve forty five on like, I think it was this. It was a was it Tuesday or Thursday? Thursday. Mm. Um, and there was still about thirty people in the cinema. Cool. So that must cool. be done at like two shows a day. Though, it's, right? it's it's two shows right. a day. It's like one in the one morning one and one at, at night. Nine, nine. Yeah. Oh well. Um, yeah, no, you only yeah. watched that the once the cinema? Yeah, yeah, man. I again I keep seeing it and then I'm always like, Oh shit, it's at nine o'clock so I was like, Oh fuck, so that means I'm <coughs> at the cinema at this time and that's late as fuck yeah. and whatever but I'd, You I'd, should go to the go to the morning show and if you get a chance. Uh, what time is the morning show now? It's like uh, I think like eleven o'clock. Right, something like that. Um 'cause it is well worth seeing again. Cool. Yeah. Um well, I think you know, the only film we all the three of us watched was Dark Phoenix. So was, well, well, tell tell the people about Maradona. Well, and also you saw Ma. Well, I'll talk about Ma first. Um, yeah, uh, Ma is the latest kind of horror thriller, and I use horror very loosely. Um, and I think it's Bloomhouse. It is Bloomhouse. And it stars Octavia Spencer, uh, Juliette Lewis, and some other folk. Um, but yeah, the trailer is basically about um, it's kind of very it's a very again very formulaic movie. It starts off with like this uh, this single mum and her uh, teenage daughter moving to town, and she's just starting school and having to uh, make new friends, in which she does, and then they end up wanting to party together, and then they end up kind of getting stopped by the cops. But then this uh, mysterious woman played by Octavia Spencer helps them out and then even suggests, listen, you need to party, come to my house, don't want you out and about, um, and I'll be really discreet, but just, you can party in the basement, I'll get you booze, and just, but just don't go up the stairs, that's my one rule. And then kind of as it goes, uh, she kind of starts to get a reputation of this is a kind of party place, it's alright for folk to do that. 
But of course, uh, she harbours a dark secret, which is eventually... Well, she harbours many dark secrets. And, and I'm about <clears> to ask you what they are. Well, I don't really want... Some folk might want to watch it, but there's a reason why you can't go up the stairs, and again, it's kind of... So because she hasn't you up? A bundle of... <laughs> it becomes abundantly obvious what it is. Uh, you also learn a lot about uh, Maz... Um, past and uh, with some of the uh, parents of the town that she is associated with in the past as a child, and she was um, was she abused as a child? She was Joel? right. Okay, she was. So that so is this just her? Is she Freddy Krueger? No, she's is not she Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. She's not a reverse Freddy Krueger. No, but there's uh, there is some body horror, um, and uh, again, like some subtle reveals I guess but it's, it's total nonsense like you know what I mean shit? Yeah. right now bearing in mind I, I can answer wa- the question Tommy I, I can watch right. shit okay. horror thrillers okay. right. yeah. it's, on, on, it's very empty on the Bloomhouse scale is it <clears throat> where does it fall between the nun and Halloween oh it's better than the nun um, it's at least entertaining the, the nun is not an entertaining film it's boring okay the nun Conjuring one. Oh no 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 no! It's nowhere near that. It is. It's it's okay. it's total the, trash. The nun. Wait, how long is this going to go on for? Insidious two. Uh, no, I think Insidious two is alright. Uh, this is just thought. It's, ah, okay. it's just okay. it's just it's crap. I mean, it's it, the thing is when you go to watch this, if you don't know what the fuck's going on from the trailer or even watching it, then again, if I don't mind these trashy horror films, does it end up being supernatural? No, but it's that way. As I said, like it's a trashy horror thriller from Bloomhouse, so if you know what that is going yeah, into, yeah, no, your, that, your expectations yeah. should be a certain certain level, even if you are the casual uh, cinema viewer and not, you know, folk like us that is perhaps overanalyzing or overly critical about things, but just know what we like. It's just that's what it is, and I knew that's what it was going to be. Octavia Spencer's excellent in it. She she carries the whole fucking film. Um, it is daft. It's unintentionally funny. Um, there's some interesting bits in it, but mostly it's quite flat. You don't really give a fuck about the characters. Um, and Ma's the only interesting person in it. Um, but yeah, because I wondered why the fuck Octavia Spencer's in this movie. Cash money, playoff. And I'm like, yeah, she is taking a really fucking nice, easy paycheck. Mm. Uh, apart from, you know, because she's done a lot of, uh, you know, Oscar-nominated roles and, uh, <clears throat> let's say, credible work. This is just her crappy horror thriller that she can do in between, you know, serious projects it's it's would I watch it again maybe but I'm in no rush to the minute you leave the cinema you'll forget everything you watched because it's there's nothing memorable about it um, but I mean like I remember watching The Nun and being like I knew it was going to be shit but it was f- a fucking catastrophe Maz shit it's not a catastrophe um, that's what I'll say on the the Bloomhouse things oh. uh, I went and watched um, the new documentary from Shit, that's the, the director of Amy and Senna. Oh, fucking hell, I can't mind his name. But anyway, it's um the subject matter is Diego Maradona. And uh, it was, again, the documentary is excellent. Diego Maradona, very famous uh, Argentinian footballer. He led Argentina to 1986 World Cup. Um, is recognised in history as one of the best players of all time. Um, I used to have a front page of the Sun newspaper on my wall, which was a quote from Diego Maradona, Mm. which was, 
Maradona. I want to uh, I want to score goal for Dundee and make love in the Scottish Castle. And that was the headline. <laughs> Why was you that on your wall? I mean, it's I, kind it, of was, funny, it was hilarious but... at the time. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, much have you have you seen Amy and Senna? Like um, it's the, the filmmakers are fantastic in putting this uh, subject matter together. Again, there's a lot about Diego Maradona where you read about the headlines. You know, he was heavy in his cocaine, his partying. He's one of the best footballers in the world, but. You Coincidence know, is it the, 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 the toll of his partying and his nightlife and his uh, connections with the mafia. Um, you know, his his career was shortened and a lot of his prospects were shortened. And this kind of goes into moving past the headlines of what you think you know. Um, talking about the fact that he was from the slums, he always wanted to play football and you know buy his mum a house and. Uh, uh, he, you know, his first kind of major move was he played for Barcelona. It didn't work out too well there, and then he went and he spent a couple of seasons at Napoli, in which he was very much welcomed as a hero by the Italian people. I really loved him at Napoli. Uh, Napoli was seen as it was heavily seen as like the the shit stain of Italian football. Um, you know, they were saying like they were, they were the unwashed. Uh, they, you know, like. Many other teams superior to them, like Juventus, Inter Milan, etc., just made fun of them because they were seen as like the peasants of uh, football. Diego Maradona came in and he helped them win their first ever league title. Um, he really brought a sense of hope and encouragement to the people of Napoli. Um, and then again, he went on and won the World Cup for Argentina. And then, of course, we all know that the, the very famous uh, hand of God in which he cheated England out of. Oh, we, we all know about that. All right, well. Sorry, Paco doesn't know about it. <laughs> uh, during uh, during the uh, Argentina's goal, uh, sorry, game against uh, England. <laughs> I, don't even, I, don't even, I don't even know why I've done that. <laughs> sorry, I just knocked over Tommy's bottle iron brew accidentally, but then when he went to pick it up, for some reason I kicked it away. <laughs> right, sorry, Tommy. So, during uh, Argentina's game against England in the 1986 World Cup, uh, Maradona cheated in which the ball came in and ran header it he hit it in his, his hand and played it off like it was a header ran off and celebrated and the goal stood and uh, it helped knock England out of the World Cup yeah fuck those guys uh, and then they had a very exciting uh, final against West Germany in which they won um, but as Maradona's career was kind of taking off and he was mobbed in the streets he was seen as a god he, there was pictures of him next to like in like there says in the documentary like there's pictures of Jesus Christ and there's a picture of Maradona next to that like you know he was held in such regard and uh, by the people, um the he won many a title for Napoli but his time was coming to an end and the manager wouldn't let him go, and he and he says I quote I became Maradona's jailer, so it then delves into how Maradona had connections with mob families um, he was in his cocaine um, he was cheating on his wife uh, basically living the life of uh, that so kind of slip what you would days. expect a South American footballer to be like uh, basically some, someone some yeah like you know a, a, you see oh, it not sorry. just in football but many sportsmen like they get that famous they get that good ego comes up and then they end up just thinking they can do what they want fly too close to the sun Tom yeah and uh that's what Maradona did, but because the the people in that because Napoli Football Club wouldn't let him go, that kind of you know the pressure and the depression was there as well. And then come nineteen ninety World Cup, it was held in Italy, um, and Argentina knocked Italy out of the World Cup, and it happened to be that 
It was in uh, Napoli's uh, home stadium, to which the Italian people turned on Maradona, and he went from hero to devil in overnight. And that obviously sent that that further hurt his self esteem and his ego, and just the fact that he wanted out. Um, he wanted out of uh, that league and that country. Um, and it basically just talks about, much like Amy, it talks about this vulnerable person. Who, what, like, what is Amy? Say, Amy, Amy Winehouse, Winehouse documentary. Right. It talks about this vulnerable, talented person. Who I'm went, really glad you put that up, actually, because every time you said it so far, I could not sorry. stop thinking of the, the gorilla from uh, Congo. <laughs> Congo. Different film. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a very different movie. Yeah. But um, it talks about this like very talented uh, individual who was thrust in the limelight and it it kind of it, it was I don't well I mean Diego Maradona's still alive Amy's not Amy Winehouse isn't but it it ended up being like their curse as well it, like being in the, the the common theme of their documentary seems to be the kind of the curse of fame and apart from Senna kind, kind of well to a certain degree, there is that. There is Senna. that, but Senna was that about F one. Yeah, it's about Earth and Senna, Senna. Um, and about the kind of the human cost of fame in terms of yeah. the toll it takes mm-hmm. on on a person. That's pretty much the focus of Maradona, as well as like focusing the fact that he was a great footballer and mm-hmm. you know was a very talented individual. It talks about his battle with like depression and drugs and alcohol and the fact that he did not recognise that he had a child to this other woman for mm-hmm. 30 years, etc. And it does, it kind of glosses over like the time that he sh- tried to shoot a journalist. <laughs> it, you never see anything about that. And I just, me and Danny talked about that afterwards. I'm sure that footage exists. I'm sure I've oh, seen it. Oh, it exists. I I'm just sure don't I've know. seen that in another documentary. I don't know if for legal reasons they couldn't play it, but oh, it, it kind of focused on the fact that this was a, like what you were saying, the human cost. Yeah, of this is a nothing to do with what you're talking about just now, but it's kind of tangentially related. You see, Nicky Lauda died. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that like? Maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, something. Uh, ah, yeah, yes. Ago, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that was weird. Like I'd never give a fuck about any Formula One dude. Watch Rush. Watching Rush. Yeah. Um, Somebody else died recently. Probably. Uh, yeah. Anderson Cooper's uh, mum died today. Who? A very famous uh, fashion designer. I can't remember her name. She was ninety three. But oh, it was Franco Zeffirelli died. Aye, the Italian yeah. filmmaker. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> Diego Maradona again. Very very good documentary. Um, a lot about you know you learn a lot about the man, which you have, which you know it just goes past the headlines that you may have read about him. Uh, if you enjoyed Amy and Senna, I. Could not recommend it enough. I thought Are it was these all like proper documentaries? Yeah, yeah. They're not biopics. They're no, no they're, they're documentaries. Yeah. yeah, they're all again. They're they're good in depth ones. They're all about two and a half hours long. And again, the, the Amy one's probably the only one that actually have it. That, that's in. a really good one. Yeah. I, I think it, is that on Amazon Prime. It, yeah, I think it is. Uh, uh, Senna's brilliant as well. Senna's, yeah, Senna's <laughs> a really good documentary. Like I don't give a fuck about F one, mm-hmm. but Senna's a, a good documentary. But again, I think that's what's really great about these series of documentaries is it takes a figure that you may or may not know much about <coughs> or care about in their field and it really gets to the human story of it. Mm. And it does, it makes you care about them as people because it is a study of that rather than football or Formula One or music, you know what I mean? I mean, obviously that's in it, but 
If you could get greenlit to make a documentary about any famous person in history, who would it be? That's a really good question. I'm, well, I'm sure. pro- proper kind of proper full all access. Yeah. Rick Flair. Is he particularly interesting? We kind, yeah. of, kind of got it for the 30 for 30 one, did we not? That was oh, a good documentary. Yeah, right, there was that one, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prince. Mm. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. That's a good shout. God, I, I really don't know, man. That's that's a thinker. There's loads of people. Yeah. Because yeah. Like, you would need to pick somebody who's got like a bit of adversity in there. Mm. You could have just picked like Carl Sagan. Because like, he is an interesting dude, but... Did anything like really controversial yeah, or like nothing? I don't, don't know. Don't know. Um, <clears throat> no, I'd, I'd have to think of that one, but that's a that's an excellent question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, Diego Maradona. Very, very interesting. I think you'd really enjoy it, Neil. Yeah, I'm going to try and catch it this week. With um, again, off. not a fan of football, Paco. There might not be enough in there for you, but you. Yeah, there is zero chance that I make the effort to go watch this. You, but Senna's really good, and you might enjoy that I mean again it's kind of like that whole thing about Rush when I was explaining it to you and you're like I don't give a fuck about F1 but you watched it because you kind of seen the competitive element to it and the characters Senna has that certain thing except it's with Rush it was Lauda and Hunt with Senna it was Senna and Prost mm. and Prost was an arsehole well see something else I watched uh, this week which is a bit different for me was uh, I watched the entire fight between Anthony Joshua and Reyes Jr. Mm-hmm. Is that the, the kind of chubby Mexican guy? Yeah. He like, is uh, the heavyweight champion yeah. of the world. Yeah. <laughs> like he, I mean like he is chubby, but by fuck my Oh, he's, he's built that punch. fucking big shit house. Like man. some of the, the punches he was throwing out were absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Uh, just really impressive. Uh, but yeah, I ended up watching the entire thing. I only actually meant to turn it on to kind of watch a few minutes just yeah. to see, because I'd obviously seen like the, the memes and stuff cutting a bit of, uh, this guy just beat up Anthony Joshua and then we got to the gym again hand me a steak baking a pint <laughs> uh, no, like, even these training videos and stuff like it just like, that guy has some fucking crazy power behind him uh, and that was like he's the fake. closest to a Rocky boxing match that I have seen outside uh, of an actual movie in my entire life man because like a lot of time boxing just as devolves into two people hugging for yeah. ages and like just none of it ever looks impressive but like the first uppercut that Anthony Joshua gets on the Mexican guy is unreal fucking it looks sore it looks yeah. really well choreographed even though mm-hmm. I would say if it wasn't for the fact that it actually happened but yeah, it was, did, it, did it actually happen? yeah I would say so <laughs> It was impressive. It was a really impressive fight. Right. It was worth watching. It's like 40 minutes. I, know, I, just, I have no real interest in boxing, to be honest. It's too real. So, like, I, it's, I not, it's, not, it's not enough storyline. Like, I, I still intend to go back to the, the boxing gym and stuff and, like, can I actually do some proper mm. training and stuff like that? And, like, obviously, big fan of the Rocky movies. Uh, which is, sadly, one of the driving factors behind my interest in boxing. But, yeah. yeah. Um... Have you any other films to talk about? Or are we going to Dark Phoenix? Dark Phoenix now, man. Right, so who wants to take How this How much one? of this can you guys remember? Because it really feels to me like this was... I, remember, I, I remember enough of it, but yeah. granted I had a panic attack halfway through it, so... Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, well, it's the latest and hopefully last uh, of the X-Men franchise. Well, who... We, we say hopefully last, but... Newton, for a while New Mutants is getting a, a release hmm. apparently 
Though it is going back and getting kind of reshoots done. Right. So I don't know in what form that will become a Marvel movie. Right. Because it is a Marvel movie now, so... Yeah. I mean, of the core kind of Xavier Magneto uh, part of the X-Men franchise, this they, I mean, they really need to just give this a break. Yeah, yeah, they need to... It's, it's, been, it. it's been a while coming. Um, I don't know when. I think everybody says that stuff. It's easy enough to say that when there's been a string of bad movies, but all it takes is for one of these films to come out and be great, and everybody will be like, oh my God. I just don't know what else... Um, but they're, they're, that that happened though, because like, like I, my hot take on Days of Future Past is that it's really boring. I like but Days everybody of else Past. seems to think it was really good. I mean, it's, I thought it's, it was, per, it's perfectly valid. I thought it was entertaining. Yeah. But it was nowhere near as good as like uh, X Men Two, which every watch now doesn't even actually hold up. Yeah, that it doesn't really. Um, and the opening ten minutes hold up, and then like the rest of the movies just kind of yeah. like, slow. Hmm. I. Those X Men movies, though, they're all they're all relatively entertaining, except for the Last Stand. I would say. I think Apocalypse I is know, Apocalypse, Apocalypse is yeah, Apocalypse is pretty bad as well. See, like the other worst too. So with Dark Phoenix, it is basically like you said. You said the Last Stand. Last Stand takes a shot at doing the the Dark Phoenix kind of character and bringing that into the franchise. Failed miserably. Um, well. I mean, it made money, but it failed miserably from an entertainment standpoint. And now we've got Simon Kimberg directing his version of the Dark Phoenix uh, character. I haven't read the comic, so I don't know how close it is. In it's terms not. Of... It's really not. Right, so it's... Um, yeah, but this so is... So the synopsis for this one is like, there is a... Is the Apollo 11? No, it's just a NASA just, space mission. It's just a space mission yeah. that goes on... It goes awry. The X Men get asked by the president because in this timeline, the X Men are now good guys. Uh, Xavier's got everything he wanted, and it's kind of made him arrogant. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's, got, he's, got, direct... he's got his own very his very own red Batman phone. Yeah, he's got his direct line to the president. So the president phones him up and like gets them to save the astronauts. Well, they're in space. Jean Grey gets the, attacked I'm by I'm going to be slightly pedantic about this because it speaks more to the character of Xavier in this film. The president doesn't phone him up. He phones the president, goes, "Don't worry, mate, we're on it. Uh, we've got this." Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Jean Grey gets like attacked by something that should have killed her, but it hasn't done. A red. It's, cloud. A, it's she, a, co- a cosmic entity. Yeah, she ends up gaining kind of powers. Godlike. Powers. Everybody starts getting scared about it. There's like a group of aliens show up that also want the power, and then which should have been scrolls. A bunch. A- apparently, yeah. yeah like, a- apparently, the, you can see that it did seem well, weird. The, um, I was reading. Um, apparently, the ending. Get, a lot of stuff get changed because of um, the, the direction the Mar- that Marvel was going right. in, and that the Badari were supposed to be scrolls. Yeah, I can see that. Even when they first showed up, like it seemed that was the case yeah. because like they do shape shift. Uh-uh. Um, spoilers, <laughs> I guess. Uh, Jessica Chastain is like the the kind of main villain, I guess. If you don't count yeah. Jean Grey, uh, she isn't very good at it. Like, which no. I generally like Jessica Chastain and pretty much everything that she's done to up until this point. To be fair, the material's not good. Yeah, yeah, she's not getting really much to work with. But you, you guys were and mega she's, she's very much a blank slate as yeah. well, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, intentionally I, so. Yeah, but you guys were like mega doing it for ages. I, I just uh, find, I just find that it's a story. It's a story arc which, through various different media's now, like twice in film 
one an animated form of which the animated form is the best of the visual media. Is that the actual cartoon the one? The X-Men cartoon. Yeah. Um, it's always kind of it's kind of rehashed a couple of times in the comics. Um, or or it's at least always harking back to. Um, that I'm just kind of tired of it to a certain degree. And it would have taken a very good version of it to, yeah. to kind of pull me in. Like, I think this had the trappings of it, though. When we came out of the cinema, I wasn't expecting you guys to dislike it as much as you did. Because, like, it, it definitely ends pretty weak. Like, the, the whole third act is, like, just really meh. Because, like, there doesn't seem to be any real threat. Yeah. Uh, like, Gene never really fully commits to being a total badass. Yeah. Uh, and because of that, just you're never really concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they do highlight quite early on that they're not out to kill her, mm-hmm. so it kind of takes a lot of the, the yeah. attention away from scenes. And Jessica Chastain like doesn't really get that much agency as a villain at mm-hmm. all. Like you never really care about her. Like you find out their plans and stuff, but like a, a lot of it just seems like she's evil because the plot needed her to be. Yeah. Whereas like if they had just spoke about stuff, she could have. Quite happily, of like yeah. found like a peaceable kind of uh, outcome of the, the whole situation. I, I just, just found odd. Yeah, I just yeah. found everything to be really one dimensional, mm. uh, and it also doesn't help that they kind of spoiled what. See if they hadn't spoiled the big death mm. in the trailer. Oh, right. like I didn't actually know that was going to happen. I didn't, oh, I thought it was. I didn't notice that from the trailer. Oh, did you not see no. that? In the trailer? But, like, I think that was, was very, that was very clear in the trailer. Mm. Like. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention, uh, but right. I do think that that as a setup uh, for the whole events of the movie, I thought worked really well considering uh, what's happened in the the previous two movies leading up to this. Regardless of how good Apocalypse was, this mm. still you know is a continuation of that. Um, yeah, like where where all the characters are within the continuity of the actual films themselves and stuff. I thought mm. this was like a good, a good kind of central conflict to get everybody up in arms about stuff and kind of make people switch sides. Yeah, look, I I agree that as a narrative device, that death does its job in terms of creating the factions within... within, I also really liked... I just, my my issue with it was you knew it was coming and it doesn't help that you've seen, you sat and watched Apocalypse Now This where... Jennifer Lawrence has phoned it in. Yeah, she just and, doesn't and want to be this, there. Like, we know this, this was, this was She was even worse than this. Like, her delivery of lines was just so apathetic. I thought she was alright. I, I just think she didn't care. Yeah, she, she, just, she always had that look in her face of, yeah, this is a line. I'm just kind of the only, line. Yeah, the only oh, person... Charles, you're done too much. Oh, you're a dick, Charles. Yeah, the only person I thought was kind of trying was McAvoy. And he's, yeah, and he's, Ma- he's the only one, because... Fastbender looks like he can't be fucked. Fastbender again hasn't cared since. Uh, I thought he was first class. class yeah. yeah. No, I thought like. And who's the, the, I, who's Beast? Nicholas uh, Holt. Holt. I thought Nicholas Holt was all right. He was all right. Um, Actually, but see, see the younger cast. Like the younger cast, you could tell we're still going for it. Yeah. Even though you didn't really give a fuck about them. Hmm. I kind of did. Like okay, I, I found like. We we were still kind of beating around the bush and stuff. Though, are you sure that that death is in the trailer? Yeah. Yeah, so Mystique dies, yeah. right? Mm. So that's not a spoiler then if that's in the trailer and stuff. Yeah. Like people just know that. Yeah. But even before she dies, like just all the kind of setup for the first act, I thought was really well handled. Like because her dying specifically, like with her connections to Charles Beast and Magneto, make it so that they're all like fucking really 
you know, involved in mm-hmm. what's happening next and like her mental role and stuff. Her mentor role that was supposed mm-hmm. to come out as a, um, but yeah, like all the stuff where she's just kind of weary of Charles, like he's became a total arrogant prick mm-hmm. because of the events that's happened in the previous movies and stuff, and she's lost faith in him. And like through that, like she wants to leave the X Men, but Beast mm-hmm. is one that kind of talks her into staying. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. There's like there's so many different levels. Of yeah, well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. The setup is excellent. I'm not arguing that narratively that that isn't worthwhile. What I'm saying is. Because of the way that it's presented to you, yeah. it is it really quite like really drags yeah. it down. Yeah. But like, I think the first two acts are kind of solid. Like I mm-hmm. quite enjoyed them. Like I, I liked the intro of the aliens. Uh, I liked how you didn't really know what they were doing, but they just they seemed threatening. They seemed like a, a kind of a force. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like they become trivialized later, later in the movie. But they just don't use abilities that yeah. they they're to have at the start and stuff. I just didn't care, man. Uh, I didn't care about like anything that's so, going on and much so like many, you're saying Neil and see the problem is when you Sophie Turner's not good in this yeah and you're yeah, like Jean yeah. Grey's supposed to be the one that you care about you're the you're, you're supposed to be involved in the conflict that she's going through her motivations about the whole she, thing are just really she, she doesn't emote very I well think, yeah. she's got this doe-eyed expression she's not really charismatic she looks she, like she is a charisma vacuum. She's kind of got this deer, deer in the headlights look. Even yeah. then, though, there was still there was still elements to like her performance in it that were kind of alright. Though, like not so much the performance, but her character in it. Like the idea that she's become so powerful that like we've had how many fucking X Men movies are there? A lot. Like a lot of them were just Magneto is seen as this like amazingly powerful person eight, where like, his powers are been... and origins. Like nine, eight, oh, nine, nine. Nine. Yeah, I wasn't counting origins. Yeah, so but like he's he's kind bullshit. of he's bigged up as this like amazingly powerful being where like he's got mastery over metal is like kind of his his kind of tagline yeah. I suppose. But then like you know they have that kind of moment where she is clearly just stronger like but no, she controls see, that, the helicopter more than him. This is a thing though, like in comics, she is a more powerful yeah. being than Magneto to begin with yeah but stuff like so that was cool like once, you, once thought, like, you give her cosmic godlike power she yeah. should be even more yeah yeah even even things like we've spent so many movies seeing Halle Berry just fuck up Storm she was a terrible Storm yeah and a even the, the actresses in this one she was in like Apocalypse but she didn't really have much to do in it right in this one you get to see her actually kind of do some powerful yeah. stuff like the, the kind of train sequence which I thought was like a really good sequence for her specifically mm-hmm. I thought Beast was pretty good. I think the new Nightcrawler I'm not a big fan of. I yeah. think Alan Cumming did it so much better that like this guy's got a hard kind of act to follow. Yeah, I, yeah the, the first two acts of this I thought were like really the, entertaining. The kid that really plays well Cyclops is rubbish. Yeah. The, like, see see that bit where he goes, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing, mate? Yeah. No, I just thought that was... Just, there was no... I just, again, you're, you're supposed to care about what's going on and a lot of the times I just didn't care about what yeah. was going on. And it's like some of the action scenes, like the train sequence was all right and whatever, but I just thought it was very the clear. Tra- the train sequence, as in like the thing in the third act. Yeah, yeah. The train sequence to me just felt really derivative of so many different things. And it was. Yeah. Like how, I mean, many, how many times have you seen a swarm of things attack a train? Many we're, a time. We're now talking though like 30 years of superhero yeah, movies. No, I, like, I, kinda, I, at this point, you're not going to yeah. really see that many fucking new things. Aye, but like... That was fine, but again, for I remember talking to you about it, and you, I don't think you really felt the same, but it, it certainly felt to me that Simon Simon Kimberg was not his direction isn't great in terms of his character, his the, the his script, and I th- certainly thought there were certain scenes where it felt like there was a bit of there was a jigsaw puzzle missing, 
You know what I mean? It was like it was getting you all go from A to B to C, and there was times where it went from A to C, and I felt like yeah, where's B? Exactly, and character development. I think like it was actually really well handled for the most part at the start, like the because the bit you mentioned specifically that you're talking about now was a uh, when it goes from her like crying in the alleyway to just being at Magneto's island. But like, mm-hmm. for me, that was like a logical. You didn't have to see like a connecting scene there because you knew what the the thing was. Like she's out, she's alone, she's confused, and then she's obviously thought. Magneto could probably help here because like he's a bit of a dick. He's been known to kill people in the past. Like see some of the character development scenes as well. I just felt like the the bit with like um Xavier and Beast and then that he smashes the glass and this is your fault, etc. Again, I wanted to care. I just didn't. Just didn't and I'm like you I need to write that. something better here. We need a bit more here. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I think as much of much of that as though is I think just fatigue of the series. Absolutely. To be honest. But and you felt that with Apocalypse. Yeah. You're like, this is winding the fuck down. Um, and again, Apocalypse and Fu- Days of Future Past, both directed by Brian Singer. Oh. Yeah. I would quite happily watch another X-Men movie, especially now that Disney have got the... Oh yeah, movie. I will now quite happily watch an yeah. X-Men movie. But I just think we need to... Those characters... Chill for like, a bit. Yeah. Like I've watched cartoons and watched movies of them my entire life. So like, I'm quite happy to see more of that. Like, and it's yeah. the sort of stuff where it's like, by no means are most of the superhero movies like amazing pieces of cinema, but they're all entertaining. They're mm-hmm. all baseline. You can just fucking watch it and not be too critical about them. No, I get like even I, mean, I, I understand yeah. like the the world we live in with the amount of like superhero films are being churned out all the time. There's going to be bits where, like, we're talking about, like, you know, it's derivative of this and it's yeah. uh, it feels repetitive to that because we're, we're living this because we live in a world where superhero uh, movies are getting churned all, out all, all the fucking all time. All cinema's the same. Go down any genre, you'll get that. Yeah. Okay. And we will be entertained or feel a bit disappointed with a certain franchise with certain characters that we've loved. I mean, shit. When you watch X-Men 1 and 2 back in the day, it was fucking amazing. And then you seen Last Stand and it just, it I punched you that. right in the fucking gut. You're like... Jesus, what happened here, you know? And yet none of these have been as Many bad as the DC happened. movies. That's yeah. what happened. What you said? And none of these have been as bad as the DC movies. I don't know, Last Stand's kind of on par. Last with you you asked me to watch Batman vs Superman or Last Stand, I will pick Last Stand. Yeah, okay, I would probably watch that as well. So that, 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 squad, that's same prob- thing, man. That's probably more based on that it's shorter. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. There was like one good bit in Last Stand where a mystique gets hit by one of the darts that makes her human and Magneto just fucking stone cold walks away because she's no longer a mutant yeah. I was like that is fucking cold as ice man mm. like that's unintentional I didn't mean to be talking about Bobby there like a mm. yeah oops yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah um, I will say Magneto's henchman was shit the guy with magic hair yeah see was like, that was another thing like I was trying to work out who they were analogues for, and I just I couldn't find couldn't think of anybody. Mm. They just seemed to be well. Like, here's here's somebody we've pulled out there, and we've given a random yeah, power to. There you go. Like, he probably like, is in. He probably yeah. He probably is. He's probably in somewhere. But I mean, what was the other one? Just a psychic, just a regular yeah. psychic. Yeah. Did Psylocke die in Apocalypse? I don't think so. Because mm. at first I thought that's who that was supposed to be, but then it was like yeah. it wasn't. Pass. Not sure. Don't don't remember a lot about Apocalypse except being kind of bored. But yeah, um, again with this again, I just it was flat. 
didn't really care a lot about what was going on. Um, and again, it kind of I remember like come the end credits, me and Neil kind of stood up and you went, yeah. "Is there anything at the end?" Or like, "Who cares?" Because that pretty much was how I felt about that film. Yeah. Who cares? But yeah. And that was Raptors in the Kitchen. Uh, no, I actually, I actually <laughs> just watched something, which I, I'll not go into depth, but I'll just mention. Uh, I've been watching the TV show What We Do in the Shadows. The vampire uh, thing. The vampire the thing. Berry. Yep, uh, which is based on the What We Do in the Shadows movie. Um, by Taika Waititi. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's very good. But also, watch the TV show. It's really, really good. Hmm. Um, the last two episodes of season one should have been on last night. Right. Uh, it's the last two eps. Dropping two eps. At the yeah, once. they've been doing two eps oh, at once because they're only like twenty five minutes long. Oh well, there you go. You got an hour of um, telly, almost. And there's only, I think there is only ten episodes. Yeah, there's only ten episodes. Hmm. Episode seven is one of the finest twenty five minutes of tele- comment, uh, sitcom television I have seen in a long time. The the way they use cameos in a certain part of that episode is absolutely fantastic. I remember you. I think you messaged that to me saying yeah. you should watch it. It's fucking it's, excellent, and I will. Let's just um, yeah. I'm just um, so I'm attached to the wire just now, but yeah, I'll get that. Watched. Like, see, instead of putting the office on, Tommy, to mm. fire them on. Well, I've, I mean, I've rewatched The Office a bunch of times, but yeah, I will yeah. watch it because I I really enjoyed the film. I thought the film was really yeah. good. Uh, and I look forward to the spin-off about the werewolves, which I think we're still getting. I look forward to that. Yeah, I haven't heard them say they're not getting that anymore. So. Cool. There we go. Yeah. So I uh, yeah I watch that. It's really good. So I know it's all. It'll all be on BBC iPlayer. Yeah. So, um. So this uh, next week we're not going to be available. So yeah. well, you're up north. You're in. I'll, Sp- I'll be away for you're fucking in Sp- ages. You're in Spain for three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. So. You'll have me and Tommy and maybe somebody else. Yeah, we'll wait and <laughs> we'll see. see what happens, see who, see who we can rope in. Well, in the meantime, we have an episode that's yet to be edited and put up and we're going to do that. Well, Paco's going to do that. Well, what, what, what you're yeah. talking here, Tommy, is the past. Because yes. this will go up after that. Yes. I think that's actually not ideal. I think I'm going to post this today, and then the other one we can post whenever minutes ready. This one's more. All right, okay, yeah, fair enough. All right, cool. Right, okay. And this one, like, I've got the timestamp for the bit that needs edited out, and that's like the only thing that needs done. Yeah. Uh, and then that's that's it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna do that. So, but me and Neil will probably give it the old uh, give it the old college. Yeah, try. we'll, we'll uh, probably record the show and then realize that we've not been shown how to edit it. So sit, no, on, I mean, sit it, on a computer for three weeks and it's, sure then we'll, we'll dump them fine. all in one day. Going, hi. I'm trying to think what's what's out in the next couple of weeks. Is Spider Man um, Homecoming? Toy Story Four is out on the twenty first. I think Spider Man's July the sixteenth. Um, right. I believe Child's Play is also the twenty first. Oh, okay. Um. I'll probably watch the entirety of even even uh, Neon Genesis even Evangelion by then. Yeah. Uh, Is that the twenty seventh? Comes out. I believe that the twenty seventh. Hmm. No, I think it may be the twenty first because I'm sure my plan was for my birthday just to sit and watch all of that. If that is on Netflix the twenty first, I might download all those episodes at my phone and watch them on the plane and. Just when I'm by myself in Paris. Uh, okay. Let me see. Are you going to watch Evangelion? 
I might do. Yeah, because we certainly do. Watch. Yeah, it may, it may be worth watching just to talk about it. With See, us. even if you dislike the first episode, mm. watch the first four episodes. Okay. Right. Yeah. If you don't like it after the fourth one, you're not going to like any of it. Okay. It's yeah. slower uh, than you might think. Mm. All right. Yeah, so... Um, I believe it is Friday that comes right. out. That's cool. exciting stuff. I yeah, really I'm actually it. quite excited about it. I hope it. the dub for that is not yeah. shit. Oh, I'm going to watch it with subtitles, so... Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, <laughs> is the Japanese dub redone? I don't know. I don't see why they'd bother doing that. Man, I might watch that with the Japanese subtitles, that Japanese language and English subtitles as well. I've never done that. Like, I've always watched Evangelion with English dub. Yeah. My, my natural instinct would be watch that with subtitles. Mm. See, yeah, like, mine's is now that. Yeah. Like, uh, all the anime I've watched in the past couple of years has been in Japanese with English subtitles. Could you get a good nanny? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you could get um, us at Raptors Podcast. You get Paco at Parker, Paco R U K. You can get me at Vast Destruction. You can get Neil at Scorch Ale Wait. Did you say Parker UK? Oh, I did. Your jacket. Yes. I did. Uh, and then you can get us also on Facebook. Not iTunes anymore because apparently that's, that's we totally thing. do no, get us on iTunes. I get it every week. I thought iTunes was a done thing, not for no, necessarily us, but just no. as a a thing. It's done. Oh, okay, you can get us on iTunes. Oh, you think like, because oh, iTunes right, they've changed it to like right? No, uh, it's they've just split. The, the the music the podcasts and uh, movies and TV and the three separate apps oh well there you go so that's that's what's happening yeah. with that because that's what folk need more apps mm-hmm. well I don't use my Apple Music so I just deleted it off my phone but I have the podcast right. I don't so I have it's so you can just use whatever you want do you have Spotify yeah premium mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I got like a thing up the other day saying three months of that for a pound again mm-hmm. uh, which I'm paying full price for it right now, so like I don't know if that applies to me. I think it's just for new people in it. Like I couldn't just yeah, really give me that. Yeah. Hmm. Could you come out of that and start a new account? But why would you want to do that? What What you could do is you could come out of it, pay me money, and I'll put on a family plan. <laughs> and we could that family both, plan both get cheaper. That family plan thing is actually pretty decent. You can get up to six people on yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so but if, if but everybody, but they're all, in, but they can have. Um, Supposedly, you all have to be living in the same house. How I don't are they know. Ever I don't, yeah, that's that. the thing. I don't know how you would police that. Um, I would maybe be up for that actually, because like I use Spotify a lot, but I grudge paying for it because mm. <laughs> it's it's a fucking expensive man. It's like oh, is it? Yeah, it's like a ten uh, one. Mm. And I think the family plan's fifteen. Some of that. Yeah. So you go. Uh, that was rather the kitchen. We'll soon find out uh, how that Spotify thing happens with those boys. I'm, I'm sure nothing will change. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what we're like. Maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah, so what was that, Paco? Raptors out. <laughs> Why is Raptors out the thing? Why was that the. Doesn't make any sense. We should end it with like a, our best Raptor noise impressions from the movie. No. <laughs> Go for it. I can't. Go on. If Neil was high, you would do it. Oh yeah, if I was high, but I'm not. So yeah, why don't you get a shot then? Do you know how they did the audio for the raptors in the movie? No, they took samples of like dolphins and elephants and stuff like that, and like kind of sped them up and kind of mixed them together to make that noise for the raptor. Surely they would have been better off taking samples of birds. Well, you know, you would think because they do preach that in the movie, but I guess like the whole kind of dolphin elephant thing, like kind of, it is quite impressive when you listen to it in the film, isn't it? 
Er vi? Mm. Guess that's the show. <laughs> Do you know the MGM line killed its tree? <laughs> <laughs>